0: episode 69, and today I will be talking about issues with infants and feeding. I will talk about what typical infant feeding usually looks like, and what the signs are for potential issues or concerns, and I will give some general strategies of things to try when you have these concerns. Before I get into that more, I wanted to remind you all to check out my book on feeding with toddlers. It's available on Amazon and it is called Play With Your Food, How to Get Your Toddler to Eat. The things I'm going to talk about today aren't exactly covered in that book because I'm going to focus on other things and more on the infant age rather than toddlers for today. But if you have an infant now, it is a good book to go ahead and check out before they get to that toddler age. It might help you recognize some potential issues or signs before they get to be bigger problems. Also, if you've read the book already, and especially if you like it, would you please get on Amazon and leave a review for me? I really would love to hear the feedback on the book and find out what you all think about it. Now for today's topic on infant feedings, first I want to say that I do have many years of experience working in homes with families of newborns up to older kids. Even with that said, I will not have all of the answers for you today. I will try to cover some of the most common things with feedings and hopefully give enough information for you to get started on or at least to consider. I also recommend that if you are a parent who has concerns about your infant's feedings, please call their doctor and also consider meeting with a feeding specialist like an OT or a speech therapist for additional assessments. If you are breastfeeding, a lactation consultant can also be extremely helpful. Okay, let's talk about newborns. Now this next bit of information is relating to babies that are born full term and without any developmental or other concerns. In other words, what we might consider typical development. We usually have to know what is considered typical or usual for babies before we can really know when there is a problem or what the problem might even be. It is a starting point for how to figure out what is going on when a baby is not eating well. So babies are born with a reflex called the sucking reflex, which seems obvious, but the purpose of this reflex is, yep, so they can eat. This reflex actually develops when babies are still in the womb, sometime between maybe 32 to 36 weeks gestation, or 8 or 9 months along in the pregnancy. This is why some babies can be seen sucking their thumb on an ultrasound later on in the pregnancy. This reflex is stimulated by placing something in their mouth, either their thumb, pacifier, or nipple. Their lips go around the object and form a seal. Then their tongue presses on it, squeezing the object between their tongue and the roof of their mouth. For feeding, this is how the milk is expressed from either the bottle or the breast. Another reflex to mention here is the rooting reflex, which is the one that is helpful in finding the food source. When you touch or stimulate the infant's cheeks on one side... They turn their head and mouth to that side and open their mouth to find the food. The rooting reflex usually integrates, or in a sense goes away, by about four months of age. As a general rule, newborns who are bottle or formula fed will take about one and a half to three ounces per feeding after their first few days of being born and up to the first couple of weeks. They usually eat about every two to three hours. From two to four weeks, they will generally be taking about two to four ounces for feeding, six to eight times a day, or every three to four hours. Between one and two months, they will take about three to five ounces, five to seven times a day. From two to three months, it will take about four to seven ounces, four to six times per day. And from three to four months, they usually take about five to eight ounces, four to six times per day. By six months, they will probably be taking around six to eight ounces per feeding and will have four to six feedings in a 24-hour period of time. A general rule is they shouldn't be taking more than 32 ounces total in 24 hours. Of course, these numbers are not exact, but are meant to be general guidelines for you to go on. Different sources will vary slightly, so I don't get too worked up over an ounce or two difference here or there. Of course, if the infant is not gaining weight, then I do start to get worked up about it. I'll get to that more later. For newborns and infants that are breastfed, when they are first born, they should be fed on demand. It is difficult to measure the ounces when the infant nurses, obviously. A newborn should feed for about 5 minutes per breast, and as they grow up to about 4 months old, this time gradually increases to 10 minutes. Infants that are breastfed tend to eat more frequently than infants that are formula-fed because the breast milk gets digested faster than formula, so they're hungry sooner. In these first four months, if your baby has six to eight wet diapers per day and they are continuing to gain weight, then you can figure that they are probably getting enough through breastfeeding. Between four to six months of age, a baby will typically breastfeed about four to six times a day, And between six to eight months, they will eat around three to five times a day. Again, these are also rough estimates. I'm not a nutritionist or a pediatrician, so if you have concerns or questions about this at all, please consult with your child's providers about their specific needs. They may know something about your individual child that will cause them to tell you to do something differently than this. The information here is only meant to be Like I said, a general guide. And it's really not meant to be taken over your pediatrician or your other healthcare professional's recommendations. So moving on from the feeding amounts to what typical feeding skills look like with newborns and infants. Getting back to the newborn rooting and sucking reflexes, when you go to feed the newborn, if you touch the nipple to their cheek area close to the side of their mouth, they will turn their head in that direction and open their mouth to find it. Then they will close their lips around it and form a tight seal. Once this happens, the sucking reflex kicks in, and they start sucking using their tongue to help express the milk or to get the milk to start flowing. They will continue with what is called a suck-swallow-breathe pattern, where they are able to continue eating while breathing through their nose in a coordinated manner. This allows them to be most efficient at keeping the latch going, and keeping the milk going at a steady pace, while also figuring out how to continue breathing at the same time. This is actually a pretty sophisticated process that these little ones are surprisingly good at. At this time, there shouldn't be much, if any, milk leaking out of the sides of their mouth. Whether breastfeeding or bottle feeding, the newborn or young infant should be able to keep their mouth on the nipple for the entire feeding session, Even if they stop to rest momentarily at times, they will still keep their mouth latched on and then continue with the suck-swallow breeze sequence without unlatching during the rest time. Of course, if they need to burp during the feeding, they will often unlatch and act a little fussy. However, after they burp, and if nursing possibly switch sides, they will easily latch on again and continue eating until they've had enough. In a perfect world, all babies would eat like this. However, it is not a perfect world, and unfortunately there are too many babies with feeding troubles. I want to talk about some of the possible signs that an infant might be having trouble with feeding, and what those signs might look like, and what they could mean. One of the most obvious signs that there is a possible issue with feedings is that the baby isn't gaining weight, or isn't gaining enough weight, according to their pediatrician. This might seem obvious that if the baby isn't gaining weight, there's an issue with feeding. And that is true. But the part that's difficult sometimes is, why is the baby having feeding issues that are resulting in insufficient weight gain? A lot of times the baby is either not able to take in enough volume of milk to gain weight, where they are taking the milk in but spitting too much of it back up. This will lead us into the issue of reflux, which I've talked about before, Um, and we know is a huge issue with babies. It is very common with babies who are born prematurely, but it is also common in babies who we later find out receive an autism diagnosis and babies who are born drug exposed. And, of course, there are always unknown reasons as well. Well, it's pretty general, but that's just how it is sometimes. In working with infants and toddlers, for that matter, considering reflux as part of my assessment is pretty much standard. For one reason or another, they are not able to keep the milk from coming back up into their throat or coming all the way back up and out. I would look for possible physical signs, such as arching their back when they're eating or even between meals. Sometimes babies will sleep with their backs arched and their head and neck arched back so far that you think, that can't be comfortable, but that's how they sleep. They do this because they're trying to literally arch away from the burning sensation in the back of their throat. Some other signs are that they're getting fussy, fidgety, or anxious while eating. They have gassiness, difficulty with latching on or staying latched on, they get hiccups a lot, they might have wet sounding burps, they might sound like they're wheezing or have asthma, and a lot of coughing or gagging is going on. Notice that I haven't really mentioned the spitting or vomiting in this part yet. Of course, this is a more obvious sign of potential reflux, but it doesn't always happen. Many babies will have what is called silent reflux, where the milk doesn't actually come all the way back out, but stops somewhere along the way and either just sits there in their throat or goes back down. This is very acidic and can irritate their throat and feel like it's burning. You may have felt this as an adult after eating some extra spicy foods. When the reflex does come all the way up, it can look like spit up that infants normally do. But the frequency can be a lot higher, and the volume can also be significantly higher. Sometimes babies will spit up so much that it looks like the entire amount that they just finished eating. For typical spit up, it's only a small amount, usually maybe a teaspoon or tablespoon or something like that. And most of the time, it just happens shortly after the end of their feeding time. Where with reflux, the spit up continues to happen at seemingly random times all throughout the day. Suggestions to help with this include things like keeping the baby in an upright position for at least 20 minutes after each feeding. Some people try offering more frequent feedings, but with less volume, so that their stomach is not getting quite as full each time. Burping more frequently during feedings might also help somewhat. Or possibly changing the nipple on their bottles if they're getting too much air or too much milk too fast. If you're breastfeeding, sometimes changing certain things in your own diet can help. And sometimes you do everything you can think of and it still continues to happen despite your best efforts. At that time, their pediatrician might recommend trying some reflux medication like Zantac or Prilosec. One other thing that you could consider with this, and this is for babies who are on formula, is thinking about changing the type of formula that they're on. This can make a difference for some babies. I do recommend consulting with their pediatrician before doing that, although I do believe that as the parent, you have the ability to decide what is best for your own child, ultimately. But it is a good decision to discuss these things with their doctor because they can give you some advice or recommendations based on their individual medical needs. Then you can make a decision about what you want to do after that. Another sign that an infant is having trouble with feeding is if they're coughing and gagging a lot during the feedings. Also, if they sound congested after eating, but before eating, they sounded perfectly clear. Other symptoms similar to this, they might have milk coming out of their nose unlatch frequently, and sometimes begin to refuse to eat when these things are happening to them. These could be potential symptoms of aspiration, and aspiration is where the liquid goes down the airway towards their lungs rather than down their esophagus towards their stomach. You've probably done this a time or two as an adult, where for some reason you take a drink of something and it goes down the wrong tube. You choke and cough for several minutes, but eventually it goes away and you're fine again for the most part. Sometimes you might find yourself clearing your throat for a little while longer. For most of us, when we do this, it's pretty rare and it just happens, usually for some silly reason, whether we're not paying attention or we start laughing when trying to take a drink or whatever. We also have the ability to cough and eventually clear the liquid out and it goes away. But for babies, This can be a more serious condition. For one, it could happen every time they're drinking their milk or formula. And secondly, they don't know how to purposefully cough and try to clear it out. So when the fluid goes down the wrong way, for them, it can end up getting into their lungs. And since they aren't coughing it back out, it can sit there longer and potentially cause them to get sick or even to get pneumonia. When you see signs of possible aspiration, You should request a swallow study from their pediatrician. This will show whether or not they are aspirating or even if they are at risk for aspirating. If they are are aspirating, it is likely they will recommend using a thickener for their formula or milk. The thickener slows down the fluid and gives the baby a chance to react when they drink it, which makes it safer for them to swallow the liquids. Another sign of possible feeding issues is if the baby starts out eating okay, but then starts to have trouble maintaining their latch, and they just generally fall apart with eating and probably even fall asleep. If this is happening every time they eat, or the majority of the times they eat, it could be a concern as well. It is common for infants to fall asleep during feedings or after feedings, but this usually happens once they have a full tummy and they're ready to go back to sleep. But when the infant has only taken a small amount, then fall asleep, they probably haven't gotten enough to actually be full yet, and they could end up having trouble gaining enough weight. There are many possible reasons for this. One could be that they have weakness in their head, neck, and mouth areas, or maybe overall in their body. So when they start out eating, they seem okay, but the muscles get tired very quickly, and they're working so hard that oftentimes they finally just end up falling asleep. If they don't fall asleep, you might also just see that their mouth is hanging open slightly and they don't seem to be latching on anymore. It could look like they just lost interest in eating. They might try again after a few minutes and get a little more, but then even more quickly they're tired again and stop trying. Sometimes, depending on the time of day... And what they were doing prior to eating, they might eat better sometimes and then worse again some other times. For example, if they had been sleeping for a couple of hours and then woke up and immediately started eating, they might do a little better during this time. However, if they have been awake for a while and active, doing some tummy time, or just generally being alert and hanging out, they could already be starting to get tired. For an infant who has some weakness That could be due to maybe being born prematurely or just having some low tone for some reason. Just being awake and interacting during that time can wear out their whole body faster than an infant with regular tone and endurance. So when they've been awake for a while, then try to eat. they're already starting out at a little at a disadvantage, and it doesn't take them long for them to be too tired to eat. Think about the muscles just in and around their mouth and face, head and neck areas. They are smaller muscles than the ones in their backs, arms, and legs. And these smaller muscles can wear out even faster. Which is unfortunate because we really need them for eating. So in this situation, it is really important to give the baby a lot of physical support during their feedings. Not only are you holding and supporting their body as usual but focusing on holding their head with extra support as well. Trying different positions might be necessary from feeding to feeding. One might work great at one feeding, then the next time a different one might be better. This makes it so they can relax their neck muscles during the feeding, and they don't have to try and use those muscles for holding their head steady at all. They can put all of their effort into using those neck muscles only for swallowing the milk or formula. You can also provide additional support for their jaw and facial muscles by holding their their face underneath their chin area using your hand with support on their cheeks to help them stay latched. Basically, just help take some of the work out of what their mouth and face muscles have been have to do so they can use the ones that aren't being supported more easily and hopefully keep them from getting tired as quickly. Sometimes these things aren't enough and we still need to do Other things like offer smaller portions, but more more frequently than usual. Working on feeding them when they first wake up, rather than after they've been awake for a while and are starting to physically get worn out from being awake and doing floor time or being active. Of course, I can't talk about much of anything related to development without mentioning sensory issues as another possible reason for having some feeding concerns. Now, I've talked about this quite a bit in previous shows, especially when thinking about toddlers and older kids. But it can also be an issue with newborns and infants. Babies that are born prematurely who are at risk for having autism, this could be one early sign of it as well, and many other reasons or unknown reasons could cause an infant to have sensory issues. Potential signs of sensory issues with infant feedings are things like gagging frequently while feeding because of the way that things feel in their mouth, either the bottle or the breast or the milk or formula, especially at the beginning of the feeding session. After they get started and they get used to the stimulation, they might be able to settle in, and you may not see them gag as much during the feeding, the rest of the feeding Or they might continue to gag several more times, but somehow manage to get through the feeding most of the time. They could have aversions to the way it feels when you touch their face or cheeks with your body when you hold them close, and they might just not like to be held close to another person's body the way that we do when we feed babies. They may have issues with the way it feels to be laying on their backs, even in a cradle position, due to vestibular issues where they're feeling where their head is in space. They might feel like they're falling backwards in this position and either need extra support around their whole body to make them feel safe and secure, or try different positions like using a boppy pillow to keep them in a slightly more inclined position rather than having their head leaned back too far. They could have issues with proprioception and need to be swaddled, for example, in order to feel where their body is in space. The deep pressure of being swaddled can help them organize and feel calm and ready to eat. If they have low tactile awareness in their mouth, you might have to try offering the milk cold rather than room temperature or warm or warm as a way to help stimulate their mouth and wake it up to eat. Also stimulating their face and cheeks by rubbing a washcloth around those areas before you start the feeding or just massaging the areas around their mouth with your hands to help wake up the muscles this way. You might do these things when you've seen them um, not close their mouth around the nipple because they don't even seem to be aware that it's it's even there. Everything I've mentioned today is meant for informational purposes only, and as I said earlier, if you have a child with any feeding concerns you really need to talk with their pediatrician or therapist about those concerns and setting up a treatment plan. But I hope that this show today will at least give you some things to look for, to be aware of, and maybe try in addition to what you are already doing with your baby. If you are a therapist looking for more information on feeding therapy with infants, I hope this has given you a place to start with your assessments as well. Just remember that this information is not anywhere close to a complete list of possibilities for feeding issues and therapies for even the ones that I mentioned. Each baby is different and there may be one or more than one reasons why they're having issues with feeding. This is why if you have concerns, you need to have a specialist meet with you and watch your baby during a feeding session or during multiple feeding sessions so they can observe what happens and hopefully help you figure out what to do next. If you like the show and the work that I'm doing here, you can support me by going to my website at MyMidwestTherapy.com and clicking on the Amazon links before making your next Amazon purchase. It won't cost you any more than it ever does to shop on Amazon. It's just an extra click or two on the internet before you get to start your shopping. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.